0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi everybody, thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Castvens and this is our latest look at the Colorado Rockies. I'm joined by the 6 foot 9 inch Thomas Harding. Mr. Harding, how are you, sir? Thanks for doing this. Um want to catch up with you on first of all, a little bit of news. There's been some reports about the Rockies extending Carlos Gonzalez. Um, it seems like it's always one extreme or the other. Either going to keep him for the long haul or trade them. We've been hearing the trade rumors associated with Cargo for years now. Obviously, nothing's come to be on that front. Uh, what are your thoughts on the possibility of extending Cargo beyond 2017?
1: Well, that makes right now that makes more sense than trading him because they really like what he's done for this team. And when it got down to trade situations, it, it wasn't like a lot of teams were offering a whole lot, which really kind of puzzles me here because if the Rockies had really wanted to trade him, um, I, think they, I think they would have made a deal. Or if someone had given them an offer they couldn't refuse, I think they would have made the deal. But Jeff Breidich really likes what Carlos Gonzalez brings to the table, and I know there have been talks on and off throughout this offseason that it may happen. So we'll see what happens with that, but it seems that the Rockies would like to see him with them going forward.
0: All right, elsewhere on the news front, and this is really good news, uh, Chad Bettis. uh, He did an interview with uh, MLB Network Radio, I believe it was, last week, and said that uh, as of December 22nd, got a call from his doctor that he is now cancer-free. Of course, uh, he had a bout with testicular cancer, had a testicle removed in November. So great news there uh, for Bettis. He can focus uh, primarily on uh, being a, a valued member of that rotation here moving forward.
1: Uh, yes, and they see him as a leader type. I mean, he's a guy that they brought up really early in his career. They brought him out of A, struggled a bit as a starter, really struggled as a reliever, but everybody there has seen him work and improve his craft, and now he's a very solid me- member of that rotation. And also, it seems that uh, guys kind of follow his lead. I remember talking to John Gray not long ago saying that during games – when sometimes he'll sit with Bettis and they'll ask questions and kind of talk through the strategy. And when Bettis struggled, he didn't go into his own shell. Instead, he just sort of um, helped out other people. And that's the type of guy you want at the the front of your rotation or just as a leader, even if he isn't the number one pitcher in the rotation.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about Gray uh, on that front and, and, uh, Actually, I, I did a just a little self promotion here did a column for Sports on Earth the 17 uh, most intriguing people for 2017 I actually had gray on that list just obviously the Rockies have been looking for an ace for a very long time the ex- entire existence of their franchise aside from uh, you know a, a flash there from Ubaldo Jimenez so you know gray certainly has the stuff he didn't have the consistency uh, in, in his first go in 2016 but certainly has the stuff here moving forward but one thing I'm intrigued about Thomas, and you wrote about this a little bit uh, here in recent days on Rocky.com. What's up with him chasing ghosts, this electronic voice phenomenon uh, tool he uses? or what, What's the story there?
1: Yeah, he goes around various hotels or places where there have been reports of paranormal activity, and he goes and investigates <laughs> it himself. Uh, I think the next move may be to go to Tombstone. I think that's in Arizona and look for ghosts there. So it's, it's certainly one of those things, I guess, if you're a starting pitcher and you have those four days in between, you do your work, <laughs> but you, you've got plenty of time to investigate other things and have other interests. So uh, John Gray's really an interesting fellow. He ended up... Um, majoring in various cultural studies at the University of Oklahoma and he's a part Cherokee so he's very interested in uh, in their plight and the various native plights. He also chases the ghosts, so he doesn't just throw a baseball. That's good.
0: He needs to go to the Pfister Hotel in Milwaukee. That's the one that's uh, I think he has been, been there actually. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, most teams do stay there, and thats uh, I, I've stayed there myself. I didn't have any paranormal experiences. It doesn't mean they're not happening within the walls of the Pfisters. So, uh, that's right. That's for the John
1: Gray's of the world to sniff out. So, Exactly. <laughs> and I'll leave it to What's this.
0: it going to take, uh, Thomas, in, in 2017, for him to take that, that next big step forward? What do you think has got to happen?
1: Well, I think just a continuation of what happened this year, meaning – and I've talked to the general manager, Jeff Breidich, about this, that the biggest – Thing that they wanted from John Gray was not any specific with his fastball or his curveball, which is a developing pitch, but just for him to recognize that he has the stuff and the talent to be a front-of-the-rotation guy. And he just needs to pitch like it. And you saw it happening last season. There were games where he'd struggle against certain opponents like the Dodgers, and he'd come back the next time and get those hitters. So it's just really a matter of him recognizing who he is because the Rockies drafted him third overall to be this – this wonderful talent at the front of the rotation, a guy who can overpower people, and he is growing into that. I mean, he made the major leagues pretty quickly at the end of the 2015 season, and now with a full season behind him, I think he's ready to take another step.
0: All right. Well, one thing that could help uh, Gray and, and this entire pitching staff is the uh, arrival of Tony Walters and, and his uh, pitch framing prowess. Uh, baseball perspective said he got the fifth most called strikes above average last season. Um, you you wrote a bit about Walters and, and just kind of his approach to the catching position. We, we hear about pitch framing more and more all the time in this game, and what a difference maker it can be. It, it earned uh, Jason Castro a tremendous amount of money uh, in, in his new contract with the Twins this offseason. season. Um, but yes, from it your conversation with,
1: great.
0: from your conversation with Walters, like what is his approach uh, to that position?
1: Well, you have to be physically prepared, meaning you have to be flexible. Listen, um, it's funny, I this didn't get into the story, but I actually looked up the sizes, the heights of the various catchers in the top ten, and they were all over the place. I mean, there's been a theory that a shorter catcher works better, but actually if most people are from the waist up close to the same height, it's the legs that make the difference, but it's how flexible yeah. the legs are. So there are catchers who are six four who, who are in the top 10 in pitch framing. Tony Walters is a very flexible fellow. He's a very strong fellow. And one of the things that I found just really fascinating was that the first thing he thinks about is breathing. I mean, when you squat behind the plate and a ball's coming at you at 96 miles an hour or whatever, it's amazing that the first thing he thinks about is calm breathing because what happens If a catcher is too jerky, sometimes he'll take a pitch out of the strike zone or he'll create such a screen for the umpire that the umpire isn't sure where the pitch is. So he handles it calmly. He he gives a nice low target because he's flexible. And he's friendly to the umpires. I mean, I've seen catchers at, on, on some occasions, what they'll do, they'll get a pitch that's four inches outside and jerk it back over the plate. And you could almost see the umpire look at him and say, come on, guy, what are you doing? And Walters has even said a couple of times the umpires have said it to him. But if you catch the pitch where it is and just make a case for the pitch, then you have a chance to be a very good pitch framer.
0: All right. There you have it. The latest from Thomas Harding. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Colorado Rockies edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go, every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.